Hello. Hey. I'm Alex. And I'm Val. And we're here to talk about a pretty epic episode of Sopranos. Whoever did this. Whoever did this. Who did do this? Um, so we do a Sopranos podcast. We do. It involves us watching The Sopranos, which we would be doing anyways. Mm-hmm. It involves us taking some notes, which we probably wouldn't be doing anyways. Right. Normally it would be mental, mental noting. Yes. But then we go and we immediately record this podcast. And so these are a lot of our, I mean, this is our... Manyth time. Manyth time watching this show. So we've obviously developed these ideas over some time, but we're really just discussing kind of the things that we're seeing in the moment. So... Yeah. yeah. So... That's what we do here. That's what we do. And today we're going to talk about whoever did this. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty major episode of the show. Really major. I think I always try to reflect back on previous viewings and things like mm-hmm. that. Or at least like how I remember episodes if it's been a while since I've yeah. watched it. And I feel like I forgot that all of this was in this episode. Ah. There's a lot that happens. There's a lot. So what do you forget that happens? I think I kind of forgot that it's all one episode. like Because the two halves of this episode mm-hmm. are really different. They're pretty distinct. And so I feel like I just didn't think that that happened and Ralphie died all in one episode. Yeah. I feel like, it, I, I don't know. I feel like it's interesting, actually, in Sopranos, in a lot of the episodes where major events happen, if you actually go and revisit them, you find that a lot of seemingly unimportant things happen in those episodes. Yeah. I always think about the series finale, how... We talk about AJ and the army for a bunch of it. And if you remember, like, the iconic moments of the final episode, you never think of that. Right. But there are these small plot points that are kind of happening and occur within the larger framework and kind of get overshadowed by these major events that happen, like Ralphie dying. What would be an example of one of those in this episode for you? (sighs) Corrado with his falling down the stairs. Oh, see, and, see, for me, that's like, I was like, I didn't realize that happened yeah. in this episode. No, exactly. And that's a good example. Like, I would okay. not have remembered that. Okay, when I, I think get of, what you're saying. When yeah. I think of whoever did this, I think about the storyline with Ralphie. With Ralphie I do Pilar. not think yeah. about the storyline with Junior. And yet... But I remember that storyline really clearly from this season. You know what right. I mean? I just don't think I would put it... Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah. now I know. <laughs> that's good. It's all in this episode. So I like how this episode starts, and I don't know how we want to talk about mm-hmm. it, but I just like, because I think like some of the main themes that are coming out for me in this watching of this episode is really about, you know, linked in with the title. And I know it's like pretty basic, but mm-hmm. this whole concept of whoever did this and kind of like insincerity or lying or kind of ambiguity like yeah. or also like the manipulation of ambiguity manipulation yeah because i feel like ambiguity is such a central part of sopranos but then i feel like different characters like tony or corrado are using it to their advantage yeah other characters lack of awareness of the truth of a situation yeah and then they're kind of weaponizing it or manipulating it or they're using the possibility of junior's dementia to be beneficial for them Mm -hmm. in this situation and i think there's other examples too. yeah no but i just like what i was gonna say was i just really like how it's the episode starts with the judge saying this concludes the presentation of evidence Mm. and like do not to so for jurors like not to discuss it with anyone else um it starts off with this kind of like court 
procedural Mm -hmm. kind of thing, right? And so if we think about this episode in its entirety and like in the different storylines about building this evidence, then we can see that Mm -hmm. happen a lot, right? So we can see it happening with Corrado, right? Like he has these assessments being done to collect evidence to support if he's mentally incompetent or not, right? We have the FBI who are gathering evidence, like watching him in this too, sitting outside. So that's like kind of that evidence. But then we have it with the other, these other um, situations. I also think in past viewings, like I, I made myself more certain of the things that are really totally. ambiguous in this episode, which is really That's funny. a human thing to do, and they're playing um, on and us. And maybe we can talk about how our first responses yeah. might have been later. But anyways, the other one is like, you know, if Ralphie killed Paiomai. Yeah. Right? Which we don't get clarity on. Um, but Tony, ha- Tony kind of gathers this evidence, right, as he goes mm-hmm. about, you know, going to the stables and things like that. And based on his interpretation of Ralphie, he builds this case of evidence. We have Polly building evidence right. against right. Ralphie for the phone call. In that and there and that's where we have the line being used, whoever did this. That's the first time we hear Right. That. And so we know that it's Ralphie. Those guys don't. Yeah. Polly's really sure. Um and then we have Tony who like it's it's the whoever did so it's not Tony, whoever did this in terms of who killed Ralph. Right. Right. So Tony, I don't think I really caught that one. Just you know. Yeah. Tony like, says the guy was a piece of shit. Whoever did this. Interestingly, yeah. it was also Tony about the phone call. He says that was a terrible thing. Whoever did it. Yeah. For me, there's like a darkening of Tony Soprano's character mm. as we kind of have this redemption of Ralph Cifaretto. Mm. It's interesting because I and the other thing that's interesting for me about where we start the episode and where we end is that there's a lot of humor at the beginning and we end in a very dark yeah, place. Really so dark. the arc of this episode is different than many others in that they kind of play with us. You talk about this procedural element, also this comedic element, and then we kind of move forward and by the end we're just in a place that we haven't seen in a long time Mm -hmm. there hasn't been violence like this Mm -hmm. in this season and so no we've never seen like them hack up a body we've never seen them like like, well we have seen some hacking up of bodies but not i mean to see tony and christopher so involved in it it is is, and also with a character that we know this well it's different yeah it is I mean, Ralph has been around now. This is his second season. Right. And typically, the antagonists in this show kind of last one season mm-hmm. and then, you know, are kind of gone. But they, they kind of blend it over the, the lines yeah. and boundaries of those two seasons. So. Yeah. But, yeah, no, so I think, like, the, these, um, you know, all these kind of ways in which people are manipulating the evidence to, mm-hmm. like, kind of prove their case, I think that kind of goes back to that first line that I was thinking. Even in that very first scene, the lawyers, like, as they finish the, I don't know, my legal terminology is weak, but the lawyer is saying, we want to bring something to your attention to hold against one of the jurors for being out of order. Right. And so there is something where they're kind of manipulating the Mm -hmm. evidence that exists Mm -hmm. as well. Like, they're trying to get out of Mm -hmm. how they're seeing things. Mm. Also, yeah, it's interesting because right away they established in this episode that they're moving past the stage of evidence, like you said. Yeah. And we are in this kind of never-never land in this episode beyond evidence, beyond facts, because it's all kind of conjecture. Yeah. And so what we have with Tony is he will be weaving a story and a narrative about what happened to Ralph. He says to Christopher, you're the only one who saw it. Obviously, we've seen it too, but there's a lot that's happening to create stories and to create evidence and to fabricate Mm 
a story about how things actually happen that are not evidence-based or true. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. And that yeah. is kind of the commonality between the different storylines in this episode. Yeah, no. The other thing is like kind of like who believes what story is interesting, right? So, and the one who's most interesting for me is Christopher. Like yeah. we, we get the sense that he doesn't quite believe Tony. Yeah. But he couldn't. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty weak. I, I mean, But it, yeah. you can see how like, you know, like what's he, like he wasn't there. He's going off of what Tony's telling him, right? So he was actually the most interesting one for me, especially because I, I think in past, like I said, in past viewings, I think I just assumed that Christopher knew that Tony killed Ralphie. Like, that's how I interpret it. I think it. Christopher is wise enough to probably know that. I mean, it's, I feel like Tony is unraveling. I feel like he's normally more careful mm. than this. For Christopher to walk in and see Ralph bloody on the floor, mm-hmm. Tony weeping because something's like happened to his face and mm-hmm. he's bleeding and all the evidence is there. I mean, his hand is burned and he's you know obviously just beaten him to death i think that christopher can tell yeah that's that's my understanding but like but each but it's always but it is always like and you know until you have the evidence can you fully embrace it polly can yeah polly's the type of character who like can go without evidence and just like have a feeling right yeah i think christopher does kind of still rely on like hard evidence yeah. and he's like whatever like he keeps talking about all season indebted to tony and like yeah in, like for telling him about the guy that maybe killed his dad right so i don't know like his reaction is more complicated than i think i gave it credit for yeah in past viewings and there's an interesting examination in this episode of faith and, and mm-hmm. evidence we, we have ralphie kind of going to father phil examining faith yeah, characters exactly. needing something larger than themselves to invest yeah. their beliefs in yeah it's complicated and we do see how different characters deal with it obviously polly is on one end of the spectrum and it is very certain but it's very flawed mm-hmm. and then, he actually turns out to be right interesting no I, well that's the thing that's interesting versus like father phil who says these kind of like trite well, he literally says a Rolling Stones lyric yeah, which from is Sympathy amazing. for the Devil, which, which for me amazing. cheapens him even more as a character. He's so cheap. That he's, he's offering spiritual guidance and he's actually just saying rock lyrics. From a song. <laughs> cool, Father Phil. Were you there when Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain? <laughs> deep, uh, dude. Yeah, super deep. But he, like, so kind of like you said, like, in terms of, like, the evidence and faith, right? Like, he's actually guiding... I don't, I don't know. Like, the question that Ralphie went to him with was, like, was his son punished for things that Ralphie yeah. had done? And, I mean, no, he wasn't. Like, that. that's not, you know. But Father Phil doesn't really give him – Father Phil just keeps kind of saying these cheap things to him, right? He says, like, oh, God doesn't punish you or whatever. Like, right. he kind of misses the point of right. what I think Ralphie's really – looking for and what yeah. Ralphie walks away with from that conversation. And also Ralph's trying to, I, I believe that Ralph is trying to rehabilitate himself in this episode, hmm. genuinely, to a certain degree. I don't know if it would last, hmm. but during the course of this like episode, maybe, yeah. maybe. But at that point, I think that he is susceptible to change and to spiritual guidance that maybe could put him in a in a different place and on a different path. Mm-hmm. So well, he's also bathing, right? So like that's kind of like yeah. you know like washing away your sins. Father Phil asks him if he wants to confess. There's a lot of bathing in this episode. There's a lot yeah. of bathing, that's for sure. Love it. I love bathing. It's also a lot of bathing before people die in this show. 
Yeah, well, it's kind of like the last rites. Like, it's very religious. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, uh, also, I mean, this show is so clearly linked water to the afterlife, mm-hmm. especially at the end of season two. The last shot we have is of the ocean. Mm-hmm. In paintings all the time, we're always seeing water. In fact, I think it's in Ralphie's house, we actually see a painting of, like, waters coming on a beach. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot that we well, see. Well, then in... we have the amazing scenes where they throw his body into the water. Yeah. Right? It's, like, filmed from across this gulf. <laughs> I yeah. don't know where that would be filmed or what, what part of New Jersey that is, but it's beautiful. kind of looks like the, like, where we cross over into New Jersey. Yeah. On the George Washington. The other one, just, like, in terms of, like, that kind of insincerity, just to go back for to that for one second was Rosalie with Ralph which was an interesting like that's kind of one of those scenes that you don't really think about but apparently like when they like he asked her to marry her we hear that kind of we hear that second hand and that he's started this new scholarship Mm -hmm. for Jackie Jr. at Rutgers we hear that just through Carm yeah but we see you know Rosalie going to Ralph and then saying to him like he's going to be fine. And then immediately we have a scene where she's with Carmela and she's like, he's going to be a vegetable. Yeah. Right? Right. Uh, the same way that they kind of, like they're talking about Artie right. and his mental health issues. Yeah. And then they like smile and wave really friendly. Which is interesting know? too because that was supposed to be something that nobody knew about. Tony yeah. was manipulating that yeah. scene earlier in this season where he said, this is what happened. This is how you're going to tell everybody. Yeah. And... You know, you got mugged. And that story was holding up for a while, but it turns out that everybody actually does know the facts of that, but mm-hmm. everybody's kind of dancing around it. So whoever yeah. did that, that was Artie. People know that yeah. now. Also, I just realized that water painting is not in Ralphie's house. It's oh. in Junior's hospital room, oh. which is interesting, which also kind of is an interesting scene because there are these multiple scenes within this episode that play off of uncertainty very heavily. Yeah. And they really kind of fuck with you a little yeah. bit like even for junior like when tony walks in and he was like oh is that guy there and tony's like that guy died and you're like oh shit he has yeah, dementia yeah. and he's like no his son and you're like oh okay yeah <laughs> like they're so, for sure it's so amazing it's they so are amazing. kind of playing with you but yeah that that water painting is there but again there's all these elements of of dying and moving to the afterlife and, and coping and these like eternal things that are always an issue in the show are playing into the multiple storylines that are in this episode mm-hmm. so no, that's a great point. There's a couple scenes or situations in this episode that remind me of past episodes, so I kind of mm-hmm. just wanted to point those yeah. ones out. Um, we have when when Ralphie. So we well, I'll talk about that the, the start of that scene later. But we have when Ralphie first comes to Tony to give him the money in that early scene, yeah. which follows a really weird thing. But it really reminded me of the scene with Vin McKazian that mm-hmm. Tony had b- right before Vin mm-hmm. McKazian died. So, like, yeah. we have these situations. Like, Tony's not a guy who you, like, go to if you're an emotional man to, like, talk about right. your issues, right? Yeah. Like, that's, like, just not Tony. And we see how uncomfortable he is comforting people, right? We see it in the Vin McKazian yeah. one back in, yeah. in season one. And we see it here now. He's just really uncomfortable. He's much more comfortable like petting Pyomai on the face yeah. and like loving on an animal than he is with someone who's actu- actually in pain and yeah. actually like suffering. But both of them, both Vin and Ralphie, like talk about their childhoods. Like there mm-hmm. is this kind of reflection back on 
what made them the way that they I feel are. Like you're like a Vin Mackayzian specialist. I he like I said, he's like really one of my favorite characters. He's a great character, but yeah, I feel like that's like your sweet spot. Uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks for saying that. But I don't know. Anyway, for me, there was just a lot of overlap between that, and I don't know what. What about the showering? Well. I'm going to talk about that after. This okay. is just one scene that okay. I'm talking sorry. about. Jeez. I'm sorry. I just, You're rushing know, me. I'm not trying to rush the Vin Mackayzian specialist. Yeah. <laughs> but there's something about, and it was, it, so it was interesting for me also because Ralphie went to like, con, like, like Father Phil asked him if he wanted to confess. There is kind of something about these characters who confess something to Tony right before they die. Yeah. It kind of... Uh, I don't know. Anyways, there's something to it for me. And then also the link back to their childhood. Like it is, I don't know what like philosophically David Chase is trying to say about that, but there is something redeeming about characters when you know something about the way in which they grew up. I think, And and, And that happened with both of these characters. Well, I think part of that is just coming from the perspective of the writers of this show constantly redeeming characters who are flawed and come across in a negative light throughout the course of the show. And then right before they die, they kind of fix them. So it complicates our feelings towards them. Totally. And that ambiguity then exists in how do we even process the death of these characters. Yeah. No, for sure. I think that that is a major part of it. For sure. The other one that kind of reflected back for me with two different scenes was when Christopher and Tony were sitting on the couch after they had chopped up Ralphie but they were waiting for it to be bright out yeah. or dark out rather and they're sitting on the couch and Chris is, has his shirt off and it reminds me of the two other scenes we've seen with um, Jackie well most recently with Jackie Jr. and his friend before right. they go and do that bank heist or mm. whatever they do or the, right. ga- the game or whatever and then Sean and Matt, and right? then Sean and Matt prior to that, yeah. and so there was something. It's like this leather couch is always on like a weird leather couch. I don't right. know, but there's something about that that was like, like for for those like for those two groups of dudes sitting together on couches, it meant that something bad was going to happen for them. Mm-hmm. I think like you know again no spoilers and like you know immediately. We won't see the payoff of that, but I wonder if that kind of indicates something like by participating in this act, like that's uh-huh. something like that something's really changed for like something's put Tony and Christopher on a different trajectory. I think we're in a de- in a darker place than I can really remember for the core characters. And the way this episode ends, like with Tony looking in the mirror, reflecting on himself with his fucked up eyes mm-hmm. and all beat up, wearing a Bada Bing shirt because he had to burn his clothing. Mm-hmm because of the evidence that mm-hmm. it would present walking out into the into the, the light. into the light there's something where i feel like we are in the way the music comes in i feel like we are in a new place like i think we've yeah. kind of hit a new low i think so too and so that's what kind of like watching anyways watching that scene kind of symbolized that for me in some ways too yeah. just because of what we know about the other characters who we've seen doing that yeah and that scene, too, also links us back to university in season three with the picture of Tracy. That's yes. largely, actually, completely left unspoken about in yeah. this episode. Yeah, but we see her. We see her. And it's actually not heavy-handed in any way. You just see a picture of her. And if you actually didn't... Look closely, yeah. You know, weren't reflecting on the specifics of season three, you could even miss it. But that kind of plays in, too, because that was the first major confrontation between Tony and Ralph. And now the payoff is kind of happening. So mm-hmm. we are kind of processing this, thinking about, well, is part of Tony's reaction to Ralph in response to Tracy? 
And well, and some of the things he says when he's beating him up, like they're like, she was an innocent creature. Yeah. She, what did she ever do to you? Yeah. Um, like they, those things could be applicable. Yeah. No, absolutely. To, to a lot of people. Like I'm sure Ralph's heard a lot of different people. <laughs> and there's a lot of talk of horses in the episode of University, which right. we talked about. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we were talking a lot about that. If you want to go listen to that episode. Yeah, please do. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know what you think. But yeah, but oh, it man. is playing in. It's it's so under understated. It's it's kind of yeah. amazing where you just see this picture and it's kind of this specter over this entire yeah. episode. In fact, even that shot of the spotlight on the Bing stage where there's yeah. nobody there and then Tony walks out, that is even for me kind of a reference to Tracy. Yeah, like her absence is kind of totally dominating all the action that happens here, even though it's never talked about. Yeah, and it is supposedly about a horse. Right. Yeah. We have some weird scenes in this episode. Like, the ones I was thinking of was there a lot of, like, the back of Tony's head. Yeah. We, like, follow the back of his head a lot or see the back of his head or turn around the back of his head. So, like, the one scene that I was talking about before, like, when Ralphie comes and, you know, ends up crying to Tony... Um, the scene right before that is Tony kissing AJ, right? We have that weird like, yeah. wrestling, but then like loving scene. And then we come right in on the back of Tony's head mm-hmm. and kind of turn around his face. And then we have this whole thing where Ralph is kind of confessing, but that's when then Tony ends that conversation with telling him about Valentina. Yeah, which and, is pretty fucked up. Which is really crazy, you know, but of course we've just seen him now deal with, Zelman, who's with Irina, right? So mm-hmm. that was kind of interesting. Right. So then even that is is very interesting because Ralph comes across as a much better guy than Tony. Yeah. Which is complicated because t- Ralph has always but been... But maybe Ralph went and burnt down a stable because of it. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> like... That's true. So I don't know. <laughs> so we don't really know. But yeah. it's interesting maybe. because Ralph has always <laughs> been the foil to Tony that makes him look good in comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah He yeah. is a more negative force Wait than Tony second. Soprano. Maybe Ralph is just a really good guy. I mean, they are kind of fucking with you here. I mean, he's not. He's definitely not They tell that. us that a lot, though. That he's a really good guy? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ralphie, he's a yeah. really good guy. <laughs> they keep saying it. I think some people are also laughing in people's faces as they say that. <laughs> um, also, in that scene with Tony and AJ, the there he offers him French toast, and there's all these orange juices in the background of mm-hmm. the shot. So orange juice, eggs, death, death. And then in the scene, this is like the ultimate egg orange juice example in, mm-hmm. in this season with Ralphie he's making an egg and he actually says you know do you want eggs and he cracks an egg and um, we see more orange juice in the back right. and um, interestingly there too there's even some color things happening like Ralphie's wearing all white Tony's wearing all black mm. so going back to this reformation of Ralphie mm. I feel like he's actually kind of trying to become this good force supposedly mm. and Tony is really a representation of the kind of evil things, yeah. which is really complicated because Ralph is the person who's always been associated with the devil. Right. In fact, the way they get into that scene is incredible. That comes from Tony looking at the light, thinking about it, cutting to the goat, yeah. who we saw go into the last shot of the episode Pyomai, mm-hmm. episode five kind in the season. Kind of that trilogy, yeah. The goat buzz, and then we cut to Ralph. So mm-hmm. as if we didn't eat enough because this entire show every time that we've seen ralph there's the new jersey devil sign Mm -hmm. there's janice reading you know about Mm -hmm. satan there's all these things that are linking ralph to the devil now we have a goat the most classic symbol Mm -hmm. of lucifer cut to ralph but interestingly it's all kind of muddled now with 
Ralph Allen White, Tony in Black, the themes that are being suggested in this episode in particular of Tony and, and Ralph, who really, who is the bad person? Yeah. And at the end of this episode, we have to kind of come away and be like, holy shit, like Tony's actually kind of the fucked up guy. Yeah. So really interesting. Eggs, bad things are about to happen. Also, friendship sour cream. Friendship sour cream. I know. That's like, the sour cream we get. I know, but like <laughs> Tony and Ralphie have history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I know. that's the thing that's really like. Or maybe they just went to C-Town. Maybe the prop department just went to C-Town <laughs> like us. Um, I don't know. It was pretty, you could really read the label friendship sour cream. I have to imagine. I like to think about. There's, you have many choices in sour cream. You could get the dairy land Sometimes one. we get food town sour cream. Food town brand. Yeah, food town brands. They chose that friendship yeah. one. We're, I have faith in them. Yeah. <laughs> we're, uh, now I can cross friendship sour cream. We're minutes. giving a lot of like geographical information about us and probably a lot of information about our socioeconomic status <laughs> at the moment with our sour cream choices. Hmm. No, hmm. friendship is a good one. Friendship. I like it. It's good. Anyway. <laughs> I like though that like. We're not rich. <laughs> <laughs> I like that like subtle um, relationship though between the scene with tony right before this in his home of the orange juice but also like the eggs on bread yeah. i don't know it's just like it's yeah. not a lot but it's, it's really nice it's kind of yeah. cool i like when tony enters that scene at ralphie's house yeah and he you can hear him breathing yeah and he's talking you kind of you do like you kind of feel like you might be from tony's perspective just because you mm -hmm. can hear his breath yeah and he's really playing it cool right he's like trying to suss out if Ralphie did it. Like, he's gathering evidence at that point, right? Yeah. He's, like, gauging Ralphie's reaction um, to gather this evidence he needs to do what he needs to do, I guess. Yeah. But it is really weird when we, like, we see... Because we're kind of looking down on Ralphie, and Tony's obviously a lot bigger than Ralphie. Yeah. And we just hear this, like, breath, and we can just feel the tension that's building up in Tony. Like, the breath gets mm -hmm. kind of quicker. Yeah. Um, it's a really... We don't get a lot of scenes that are like that yeah so i just i liked it yeah totally um there was something interesting about the contrast of ralph in the hospital with his son versus junior in the hospital with his dementia there mm. were some edits that were kind of playing those oh. off of each other that i thought was interesting in terms of the sincerity perhaps of ralph in that medical kind of situation and the manipulation of junior and the people around him trying to like manipulate a medical situation yeah. for their personal advantage. Yeah. There was definitely some kind of back and forth between people in hospitals. And huh. then, yeah, and just focusing on them in different ways because they meant such different things to people. Junior saying, like, I love it here. This is way better. <laughs> right. He's, like, eating jello. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, and I think Ralph, it's just, it's very complicated. Like, him talking about, yeah, like, when he's crying, like, I'm a different man. We just, you really do have to question if he could be going in a different direction right. if Tony didn't murder him right. for potentially burning down a stable. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's a really good question, right? Like you do, you have to kind of question all the possibilities and then the trajectory that those possibilities take you down, right? Like if we go, like Tony went with a, a feeling a belief about the evidence, right? Yeah. That took him down this path. There was another path, which was like believing that Ralphie wouldn't do that and that it was an electrical fire. 
But everybody's so confident in their assertions. Sure, and that's what's interesting. The other example I thought of of people being confident is actually Ralph himself at the beginning of the episode where he says, oh, fuck, it like, was, was Polly Jr. Yeah. He told Polly He made the call. And then he's, you know, last, clearly not learned any lessons. I, I joked about Shamu's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly at that point in the episode, he hasn't learned any of his lessons no. because he's still calling Ginny Sack Shamu. Rude. Gotta learn your lesson, man. That's rude. That really, that really fucks shit up. Yeah. For you. I feel like there's something in this episode as well, and I don't know if I've, I, I don't know if I've paid attention to it before, but there's something about eyes in this episode. Mm-hmm. So we. Yeah, like, that, very, there's a really heavy-handed ad- edit. Yeah. From, yeah. Well, there's that really heavy-handed one, but from the eye of Pi Omai yeah. to the eye of Junior. Yeah. But then, of course, we have Tony kind of getting blinded by the rain. Yeah. Right. And. So, I don't know, like, again, I wish I could come up with what symbology means on the spot, but something, like, you know, I was thinking about, like, the, the, between Paiomai and Junior, like, what's the connection Mm -hmm. there, and I was kind of thinking about this, like, you know, childlike kind of, um brain i guess right like this like kind of more simple at least mm-hmm. as far as we know animal brain and then junior in this kind of decreased state and almost like childlike state and we you know we see that you know, like he has to be taken home by his nurse because well, he... they're both kind of helpless characters at this yeah. point they're kind of being pulled along by yeah. other people they're not uh, they don't have as much agency as you know. no and like when we see like Paiomai getting dragged away that mm-hmm. also highlighted that like yeah. we see junior getting pulled back to the house I don't know. There is this kind of aspect of yeah, other people being in control and yeah. But I, I, there's something more with the eyes. I can't and like Tony's, Tony's eyes being really in pain and blinking and the visine and yeah. There, there's something there. I just can't really put my finger on it. Well, being perhaps you know like being blinded to the different sides of a story too. I mean, yeah. Ralph is putting out a story and and Tony is just you can only see one side. Yeah, he's he's actually completely confidently sticking to his assertions about what it is even though that there's the possibility for multiple answers yeah and i think at the end of the day with this episode and probably the show on the whole is that what we're left with is strictly uncertainty that is all we have Mm -hmm. and to try and figure out the answer of what ralph did is impossible Mm -hmm. we will never know they Mm -hmm. don't give you enough information and i think that uncertainty is the point yeah the point is not to figure it out and the human need is to try and figure it out. Yeah. And I think all these characters are struggling with that. And I think all of these characters are trying to come up with an answer to help them cope. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the central theme of this show is that there are no answers and uncertainty rules over everything. Yeah. And I think that kind of links in with the water, too, in some ways, like, because water is, you know, supposed to bring clarity and, you know, like, wash away other things. Mm-hmm. And so there's something for me about, like, like when Christopher's in the shower, for example, or Tony's in the shower. Like, it's, like, kind of like a coming to terms with or, like, kind of like, I guess, like, feeling absolved of their, of what they've See, just for me, done. It's interesting because Ralphie in the bath, Vin McKayzian in the shower before they die. For me, that is this kind of you know absolution kind of thing. ablution or whatever yeah. yeah but like for me there's something more literal about for christopher and tony i feel like they're just like literally wiping away the blood and bathing yeah. themselves to like get rid of the evidence well, 
Sure, but like, isn't that like, so it depends on what you believe, yeah. right? Do you believe that you can be absolved of bad things that you've done or do you believe that you can't? You know, um, that's also a, a point of view. Not by taking a shower. <laughs> Not by taking a shower, but like when you talk about Ralphie, right? Like yeah. coming around or like, you know, a new path for Ralphie. No, it's a great question. You know, I think it really, it still comes down to what you believe. So you can either believe that a shower is just washing away the evidence, right? Or you can believe that it's cleansing or purifying you of what you've done. It's all in your mindset. It's all in how you see it. Yeah, of course. I, I just, and, and these yeah. characters can justify anything to themselves, right? So like Tony, Tony can justify, like he, like he says, he's like, that guy was a f- asshole mm-hmm. or whatever. Like... I think he said the guy better, was a piece words. of shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good that reason. That guy to... was an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a great actor too, just like James mm-hmm. Gandolfini. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. There's something like, <sighs> anyways, I I can't quite put my finger on it, but there is something about the story. Like Tony can convince himself that he did the right thing. There's nothing in Tony that's gonna be kind of like left wondering about that. Mm-hmm. Christopher, I don't know, like for I think it's complicated. For you know, him. for a few reasons, it is the right thing to do. He's Tony's like second in commandish guy now these days. Yeah, you know, and he was kind of caught being high. Well, he was he was caught being high, and so it was like, you know, to kind of not have that be used against him. I'm not sure, but mm-hmm. anyways, something. I'll, I'm gonna spin that one around in my head a yeah. little bit more. The other thing that kind of and they use this in this series all the time well not all the time they use this in the series when they want to use it in the series is giving us this kind of strange passage of time that we have in this episode so for example like that scene that we've talked about a couple times now where um, we have the scene with Tony and Carmela and AJ in the kitchen and this weird nuzzling that's going on and then it cuts to Tony in his chair in the back room at the bing right like how mm-hmm. far, how far apart was that when when all of a sudden then we like join tony in this hotel room with valentina like yeah. when is that happening what right. was he doing before that or after that like well we know what he was doing after that but we don't know where he came from in that and so we have this very strange passage of mm-hmm. time we don't know like we never kind like besides but we get these little peaks right we have like tony peeking outside seeing if it's dark we have them in the dark when they're throwing the body off the cliff and when they're um, burying the head and the hands in Mikey Palmese's dad's house yeah. or whatever. And Tony's really good at driving a tractor all of a sudden. Who knew? Which, again, is, <laughs> he's really good at it. But, you know, it's so it's, but it's hard for us to track, right? So, like, once they get back to the Bing, this, the time kind of flows in this weird way. They take showers. Tony falls asleep. He wakes the up. The edits are strange. Chris They're very, is, yeah. yeah. So, for me, that just kind of, like, again, emphasizes that feeling for us as viewers that, like, we just don't know what's going on and we don't see everything. Yeah. And we see some things that the characters don't see. And right. Then, you know, and so it, it's just an interesting position that it puts us in as viewers to be very, to have to engage in this same kind of thinking that the characters are engaged in, in terms of, like, who do we believe and what's, yeah. what's the truth. Yeah. Totally. There were some clocks, too, that were showing up in this episode. Mm. I wasn't taking note, but they were definitely, like, consciously showing the time at, at certain points yeah. as well. What else do you think? What else do you um, have? I just had, like, a little thing mm-hmm. with Chris chopping up Ralphie's body. 
Cleaver. He's using a cleaver. Mm-hmm. So foreshadowing for those of you who haven't seen it. Yeah, cleaver I don't know. Will like, be a thing later on. I was also like thinking, has Chris done this before? Emil Kohler, right? Right at the very beginning. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. With a cleaver, though, like that? I thought they used, like, an electrical saw. Right. Right. Well, then there's, the, yeah, there's the scene. I think that's later on where they're, like, in Satrials and saying, I'm not going to order a sandwich at Satrials for a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nor I, I also like when, um, oh, what's her name? Svetlana? Mm-hmm. When she says that Janice is a very boring woman. <laughs> and then Janice makes, starts to makes, cry. Yeah, makes Janice cry. As if anybody would care. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. Uh, I said some very small things. Like, yeah, again, just like some of the, the very beginning shots of kind of like the comedic. There's almost like a slapstick element or something to the way Corrado falls down the stairs. Yeah. The way the reporter then And said, that scene is funny, yeah. It's everybody's saying, was he shot? Is he shot in the head? And then she's saying, Corrado Soprano just fell down nine no seven stairs <laughs> like it's deliberately kind of humorous yeah. and then where we end up in the episode like i was saying earlier is so the opposite of that so it's yeah. kind of like a bait and switch yeah. considering that like nobody would expect that ralphie was gonna die in what, what do you think the turning point in this episode is like where does that turn? i think it's when tony kills ralphie it happens like kind of out of nowhere i think it happens kind of before that interesting i don't know i would have to go back and like actually watch for Pro- that well then i guess when pio when tony finds it gets the call about pio i think it is that call yeah like, Things do change at yeah, that moment. Yeah, anyways, I can't quite figure it out, but yeah. yeah. We also have, yeah, this this focus on the goat at multiple points is kind of like foreshadowing of, of things with Ralphie. I mean, I think we talked about that at the end of episode five in this season, the relationship of the goat to Ralphie and how it kind of signifies the conflict that's coming yeah. between, between yeah. Tony and Ralphie. And now looking at it, there's actually like... Tony deliberately referencing, or not sorry, deliberately. He, Tony is referencing the goat to Carmela when Carmela comes. Yeah. And she's at the stable and he's saying, like, oh, that's his friend, which is like a strange thing. But there is this like weird interconnectedness of the animals and the characters and Ralphie to having this almost like kind of spirit yeah. totem or, of yeah. some sort. So, like, who is Piomai then? Or what is Piomai? I don't know if it is that simple with that. I think. You know, listen to our, what was our last episode <laughs> for us to talk about animals and our, you know, but yeah, this, this concept of Tony's relationship with animals and what that means yeah. and how that relates to his psychology and his yeah. actions. I think that is something in this season that has been a kind of major point. Yep. No, for sure. There was an interesting piece of art too uh, in the hospital, like when Ralph is fighting with his ex-wife. And there's these kind of the the art that you see is is I thought of note because I mean I wouldn't expect to see art like this in a hospital so yeah. it's clearly deliberate yeah but it's kind of these like it's like almost like Matisse like these kind of like swaths of color oh. that are kind of abstract okay. but kind of are used somewhat structurally in the painting but there's all these kind of like hot emotions that are running of people coming from different places at that moment over Justin and the use of the bow and people are kind of, I don't know, at each other's throats, but having different perspectives on everything. And for me, it just kind of made me think of the different perspectives that the characters have in these complicated situations. Right. In often not complimentary ways or 
in ways that don't blend. Like yeah, they're, they're totally. different. That they're like yeah, they're different a, concepts. Like completely opposed. That was just something small that I thought about. Yeah. I mean, other than that, this is one of those episodes, and we've said this in previous ones too. Everything that happens is just completely overshadowed by what happens to Ralph. And, and Piomai. And Piomai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, depending on who you talk to, to horse lovers, this is all about Piomai. <laughs> but it's an amazing episode. And for me, the most memorable of season four to this point. Definitely. And I think, yeah, one of the standout episodes of season four. Definitely. I think it's, again, they're also playing with their form here because, you know, you'd expect maybe that some kind of big conflict with Ralphie would come at the end of the season. Right. But yeah. we get it a little early here. Yeah. I, mean, I think that's why I also kind of forgot that this all happens in the same episode. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Anyways. Well, thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks. We appreciate it. We do. And we'll be back soon with episode 10. And we're getting near the end of season four. I know. Crazy. Wow. Crazy. All right. Bye. See you next time. <laughs>